Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Christmas, Christmas cheer, we're moving into that season, and it's a time of year when I think for a lot of us, the alcohol consumption increases. I know that that's true in my life and my friends' and family members' lives because we're celebrating, right? But I kind of feel like, at least in my own life, that celebrating just, it it kind of has continued and spread into all the parts of the year, all of the seasons. Like, what I'm getting at is that I wonder if sometimes maybe I drink too much. Well, I heard about a very influential uh, motivational speaker, uh, author, coach by the name of Andy Ramage. Now, he's a former pro English footballer, and he created an app called Dry, D-R-Y-Y. That's how it's spelled. And he speaks about sobriety. And one of the things that that his angles, the way that he talks about it, is that um, giving up alcohol is for everyone, even for moderate drinkers. And it doesn't need to be this great big thing that, and, um, where you're, you know, it's a real problem in your life. It doesn't have to be that. And he's really talks about the improvements that you will get from giving up alcohol. And I was kind of taken with that. Like who doesn't want better sleep and more productivity at work or in your family life, or, uh, maybe in a sport that you play. So I was really taken with his message and he's very engaging. So I had a chance Um, to interview him. And uh, we're going to play that interview now in two parts. And I'd love to know what you think of it. You can weigh in anytime. Uh, You can text 604-331-BUZZ. That's the buzz line. You can text or you can email me, scott at cknw.com. But I started off just by asking Andy how this all happened for him. And Andy, why did you quit booze? Yeah, I think I reached my mid 30s, a bit of an epiphany moment where I was a bit overweight, inconsistent in the way I exercised, inconsistent in the way that I ate. My career felt a bit flat. Relationships were okay. I just thought, what is that? What's going on? I actually at first thought, oh, maybe this is middle age. Maybe this is how you're supposed to feel. And then, of course, I I lifted up all the rocks. I tried exercise, didn't really work. Tried nutrition, didn't really work. Tried ice baths. The last rock that I ever lifted which I think is the story for most people, was alcohol. And I wasn't a problematic drinker. I was a middle-lane drinker, someone that would drink averagely, moderately, sometimes heavily, sometimes not at all, which is basically everyone on the planet right now, what about 75% of the adult population. And I lifted up that alcohol rock and decided to take a break initially for 28 days. I felt incredible, like game-changingly incredible. It was like, why didn't I do this years ago? Time came flooding back. Energy came flooding back. I got my oomph, my bounce, my zest, the life back. And I just thought, this is so cool. I'm going to keep going. And that was almost 10 years ago in March. Wow. And I mean, the way you describe it, it, it sounds so great. And I mean, who... Who wouldn't want that? And I think for so many of us, we we do know that booze is, like, it's not great. You know, uh, me and my friends, we kind of joke that, you know, in 20 years from now, we're going to look at alcohol the way that, you know, my generation looks at smoking. You know, how could how could we have knowingly put this stuff that is so bad for us in our bodies? Yet, 
I think for so many people, it's just such a hard thing to give up. Like having this conversation around, yeah, maybe I'm going to like try doing, you know, sober October or sober January or, or maybe even longer. I'm going to give up booze for the summer. It, for whatever reason, societally, that feels like we're giving up a part of ourselves and like a, giving up something that's so fun. And it, why is that so hard for us to give up this thing when we know it's so bad for us? Yeah, and it's really interesting because you said the word give up about three or four times there. And I think that is the cultural view of alcohol, isn't it? It's like you drink unless you've got a problem. And if you haven't got a major problem, then why wouldn't you drink, right? Because it's fun and it's amazing. And, you know, if anyone takes a break, they're giving something up. Hmm. But are you? This is the big reflection. Are you really giving anything up? What are you actually giving up? And for those, again, and everyone's got a different relationship with alcohol, but let's just say where I was in my mid-30s at the time and now, you know, into my sort of latter 40s, I was tired all the time. I had anxiety the following day. I was rubbish at my job. I was a broker in the city, run a big financial brokerage in the city. Everyone said you would fail, you'd be doomed if you stopped drinking. But I was terrible at my job. I was anxious. I was fearful the following day. I wasn't as much fun. I wasn't enjoying life as much. My spark had started to fade a little bit. As mentioned, I wasn't ever exercising consistently because the hangover grenade would destroy that. I'd eat rubbish food because I was hungover. I'd wake up sometimes with shame, regret, guilt, doing safe things that I wouldn't normally do. What is there to give up about that? Nothing, in my opinion. And then, of course, when you come to the fun side of the island, as I like to describe it, by taking a break from alcohol, you realize, actually, I'm not giving anything up. All I'm giving up is the tiredness, the anxiety, the can't be botheredness. And actually, I'm gaining so much more. I'm getting my time back, my energy back. I'm 10 times better at my job. I'm consistent in the way that I'm exercising, consistent in the way that I'm nourishing my body. My relationships are 10 times better because my temperament's consistent again. I'm excited about life again. That is what you're gaining. So there's nothing to give up and everything to gain. That's the message I've been trying to get out there really for the last 10 years. Yeah. And the way you talk about it, it really feels like this, this paradigm shift of, cause you're right. I, I say it without even knowing it, that I'm saying, give up, give up, give up. And in reality, you're like, Oh, we're gaining, we're gaining. Like the reason that I listened to your podcast with Rich Roll in the very first place, I, you know, he has these little clips on his Instagram and you talk about, um, the sleep aspect, you know, and it, the reason that it hit me was just if that's the only thing that I get back from from if that's the only benefit that I see from quitting booze, that's enough because the difference that a good night's sleep makes. And of course, the benefits are so much more than just that. But if it's just that, I would do it. Like if someone said to me, you can trade in booze for a solid sleep every night right now, I would do it. We're talking about giving up alcohol. It's Christmas and alcohol is very popular. It's like everywhere you go, people are celebrating Christmas cheer. And I get that. I really want to do that. I'm part of that. I had a couple of beers last night, but I heard a really great interview with a man named Andy Ramage. He's a former English footballer. He's a stockbroker and he founded the dry app about giving up alcohol, even just as a, as a moderate drinker. He said it was never a problem for him, but the reason that he gave it up was because it exponentially helped him become a better 
employee, family member, athlete, all of these other things that he wanted to do. And he's talking about how that holds us back. Now, one of the elements that I asked him about is the social setting, because we all agree that alcohol is a huge part of our social life. So what was that like, uh, you know, when all of your friends are still drinking and you're not? How did that affect your, your social life? Yeah, and, and imagine this was 10 years ago. So this was before it was a thing and there was no alcohol-free alternatives then. So I found it really difficult in those early stages. Like, alcohol is the only drug in the world when you try and give it up. People berate you for doing so, isn't right. it? It's the only thing. If you walk into a bar of friends and say, I'm not drinking tonight, watch people come out en masse and try and twist your arm into doing something you've just said, I don't really want to do. It doesn't happen with anything else, does it? If you think about recreational drugs or smoking, no one tries to twist your arm into that. But with alcohol, we have this weird thing. So it was really difficult. Um, I'll own that at the start. But actually what started to change, I said I was going to do a little challenge. So it was like, look, I'm just taking a break. So that took some of the pressure away from my friends and peers and colleagues because in their minds they were going to get their drinking buddy back in. 28 days or 90 days, but I sort of secretly knew if I, I enjoyed this and I got great results from it, which I did, I'd probably just keep going. But that really helped. So that's a top tip for anyone listening. Just make it a short break. It's just 28 days, right? Tell your friends, your families, your colleagues, you'll get me back in 28 days and then experience what it's like. And I think what's changed dramatically, and bearing in mind, you know, I've been in this space for the last 10 years and seen it when no one really cared to where it's getting really exciting now, the alcohol-free alternatives are incredible. Athletic Bruin is one of the big ones that I think you guys will get. Um, Bill Schufelt, I know the owner of that, it's an incredible brand. They're stocked everywhere. There's alcohol-free alternatives in every bar, restaurant, and club now. So you get the opportunities to still be super social, to have that placebo of a drink that looks like everyone else's. You don't stand out like a sore thumb. And I think that takes some of that social pressure away. And then what becomes even more powerful is when you can still show up and have fun have the banter with people you can drive home if you like you wake up the next day with more energy more time so you can connect with people in a completely different way and people see that they feel that that is such a powerful message yes there might be a bit of ribbing at the start from friends and colleagues and family because they don't quite get it but know in your heart that actually this is not about giving something up this is gaining a massive advantage it's like a superpower Oh, I love, I love to hear it framed that way. And I think, yeah, it, it is this, like I said, it's this paradigm shift, you know, like you say in the podcast that I keep referencing that it's, um, it's like, um, how you keep saying it, not giving something up, but, but getting something back, but just that, yeah, the, we, we want it to be that the cool thing is like, Oh, look at look at, we think like, Oh, look at these guys, they're drinking. Oh, I can't wait until I'm of age until I can drink and stuff to, to shift that, to be like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool that they were able to give it up. And this is so cool that they've taken, you know, like make that the cool sort of rebellious sort of, you know, outside the, how how we can shift that idea. But another thing that I want to ask you about, so if there's people listening and cause I think you mentioned this as well, that even to get to that first sort of milestone that you did of 28 days, took a couple of tries. So maybe talk about how, you know, because I think people are thinking, oh, the, a year, like there's the year no beer challenge and, 90, you know, it, that feels like a long time and feels kind of daunting for people. So um, the way that you say, you kind of frame it as just, I'm taking a break. And it, I don't know, maybe giving up it entirely feels like a big step. So if people are listening to this and they're kind of curious, you know, there's that term sober curious. 
Um, how how yeah. could somebody get started? What's like an effective way to get started with giving up booze? Yeah, so I have a brilliant app. It's free as well. It's called Dry with an extra Y. So D-R-Y-Y, wherever you get your apps from. We're live in there every day, which is incredible because I think one of the big things about taking a break from alcohol, and let's frame it as that, just 28 days, is it's often a solo mission. What I mean by that is you'll probably find that most of your friends, colleagues, and family members are still drinking. So I think the online community is unbelievable now. We have people from all over the globe, for example, in our groups, because there's a space where people get you and understand you. I think that's really important. So I think a top tip, if you're thinking about this, because you'll probably be surrounded by people that are still drinking, is to find your tribe, your community online. I think that's really beneficial. And then don't wait for the perfect moment because you can always wait for, oh, I'll just wait till after the birthday or the Christmas do or the leaving do. But actually what I've found is in taking on some of those big social events and not drinking are some of the most powerful moments you'll ever experience. That time when you go to the Christmas do and you have a great time and you drive home. And you wake up the next day feeling full of energy and power because you did something only minutes ago you thought you couldn't do. There's, there's something wonderful about that. There's momentum in that. The first time you dance sober, like that's a massive, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, that was like my biggest fear. My biggest fear when I stopped drinking was how on earth am I going to dance at weddings? <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's legal right. for a middle-aged ginger man to dance at weddings, but I did it. You know, and you overcome those things and you become stronger and more resilient for it. So I think the top tip is look at the alcohol-free alternatives. They're stocked everywhere now. They're incredible. They taste amazing. They feel grown up. There's great placebo around it. Tell your friends you're doing a little challenge, so they're going to get you back. I'm just doing 28 days or whatever it looks like. Find your community. Dry with the extra Y is one of them that's brilliant. There's some wonderful communities around and then get excited focus on the wins what are you gaining from this not what you're losing what are you gaining? have you got more time are you sleeping better like you described have you got more energy is your skin starting to glow are your eyes bright again are you better at your job are your relationships improving every single thing that you do in life will get better for that alcohol-free adventure stay focused on the wins that's the the top few tips Sure. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Andy Ramage, thank you so much for your time. Uh, the app in the App Store, Dry with an extra Y, D-R-Y-Y, and andyramage.com. There's all sorts of resources there. I'll link it all on, on my Twitter account, scottonair.com. And uh, Andy, thank you, A, for spending some time with me this morning, and also for the work that you're doing, because this is a, a real thing, and it's a challenge for a lot of people. And just even having a few minutes to talk with you, I'm encouraged and you make it seem a doable, B worthwhile and C like fun and exciting. Thank you, my man. Enjoy.